We just out here skating, you know, every day we do so. Let's fucking sir! Let's go! We in this bitch. I really didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is modern day hippie shit. Three, two, one. We are live. It's good, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of MDH TV. It's not just another episode, though. It's our 50th episode. You know, got on Drizzle on the Matrix in the building. How you doing, man? How, how does it feel to be 50 podcast and podcasters? I don't know. It feels like the very first time. But uh, no, nah, that's crazy though. You know, I I didn't, I don't really keep track of them. So to think that we're on number fifty is pretty, pretty exciting. What about you? Yeah, like you said, like I'm not necessarily counting how many we have. The only reason, like, I know what number we're on, because like I I kept track when what's it called Spotify when I posted it on Anchor. But like, yeah, I guess it's like cool, like to see that we stuck it out for this long. And it's been pretty successful, I'd say. You know, people like it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's helping some people. So I think it's a great thing. Yeah, it is. You know, it's crazy. Like it is actually helping people, which is I never really like expected that. Like, people actually be like, wow, like, I was inspired to work. Or, like, motivated to work out. Or, like, motivated to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, because I think it's, like, a lot of people, they have these ideas and, like, things they want to do, but they never get, like, the affirmation. Affirmation? Yeah, affirmation. <laughs> but from they never get it because, like, in society nowadays, like, it's more, it's better to be nice than truthful. Yeah. So they might be thinking, man, I need to work out. But everybody around them just tell them, like, you're beautiful. Like, you don't need to do nothing you want to do. So, like, they just hearing the idea and being like, you know what? Forget all that. Forget the societal norms. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Anybody to affirm me. Because yeah. I'm hearing people affirm me on this podcast right now. You know, it always feels better when you have like other people behind you. Yeah, it sucks to like to just be alone doing some shit. But also like if you have to, you know, like we taking the work road less traveled right now. But yeah, that, I think that's another thing is like aside from the working out is like I think like we kind of like motivate people to to do something that's not 
that's not necessarily cool at the moment. Like when we like when we first started, this wasn't cool at all. Like we had like two viewers, and that was like me and you, and maybe like some other people. But I think it's like motivating them to take risks and to like really venture out in whatever they want to do. Yeah, like we try new things. Other people have started podcasts now. Yeah, uh, they they have more confidence in their speaking abilities and like just skating. Yeah, putting their opinion out to the world. Um, people are like having more confidence in themselves and their abilities. And like, really, confidence go- takes you so far. Like, if you walk up in a store and you act like you're supposed to be there, you can get anything you want type shit. Oh, yeah. Or like, if you walk in a room and you act like you can be there, you can meet anybody you want before they kick you out because they realize that you're not supposed to be there. So like, have confidence in yourself, have confidence in your abilities because you never know when the opportunity might knock because they don't knock twice. It's just a little tap. Yeah. Also, I heard this quote the other day and he was like, having a whole bunch of skill or talent or like intelligence in a non-athletic sense and then not having the confidence to showcase it is like having a million dollars in the bank, but not being able to access it. And obviously that's true. Like, I feel like we know some of like the smartest, most creative people, but since we live in a society where it's not necessarily encouraged to go out and like- Be take, outside the lives. Yeah, take the road less traveled. A lot of that just goes unnoticed and they, a lot of people have these dying passions and they like, it starts at a young age. Like you start to lose your passion and thing when you're like 14, 15, 16. And it's like, you never even get to really work on it as an adult because now you have to, or not now you have, now you're too scared to do that because now you feel like you have to start being an adult and you have to start living like an adult. Yeah. And like, I can definitely like feel that because even with me personally, like, I've always been more hesitant to do some things just because I didn't want to be labeled as a certain thing because, you know, like, I don't know what I would be comfortable being labeled as. And I learned that the only thing I'm being, that I'm comfortable being labeled as is myself. You know, like, I don't be labeled as any occupation, as anything, as anybody. So, like, that's kind of given me the confidence to go out and do more things whether it's go make some songs or write some literature or record some videos or like do whatever, like this podcast. And it it just gives you the confidence to do more things because you realize that you're not putting a label on yourself. You're not putting yourself in a box. While other people can, you're just going to keep shocking them because you're doing all these other things. And they're over there thinking like, how are you in so many boxes? But they feel and realize there is no box. Yeah, I had, I was, it's funny you said that. I was working on that, on this video, this little like promotion video. And I took the video off of Facebook when you made Troy Brown fall. And then right after that, it's uh, it's like you skateboarding. I was like, wow, like that's cool as fuck that you went from like being hella good at basketball. And you could like, to me, like basketball would have been a safe route. Even if like, 
if you you could still post videos of you playing basketball and that would be way cooler to a lot more people or people that we knew than when you post like skate videos and it's yeah. like kind of took like you kind of took yourself out that basketball box in the most like convenient box that was there and then went to skateboarding so yeah and the crazy thing is like I don't know if I told you but the Lehigh basketball coach he called me on my personal cell uh was today two maybe like five days ago or whatever just talking about getting the gym or whatever mm-hmm. and I mean the thing is I don't want to be labeled as a hooper but I'm not seeing myself as some, as a labeled person well you know about that NFL player escape that's he was on the boards. he he was at the barracks you said that that's gay he was at the barracks oh he skates oh yeah oh. Uh, I thought he's oh you know have you seen Kyrie skate no nah. no he skates he skated at the barracks like twice Kyrie Irving Kyrie Irving yeah Bro, I swear to God, but he like. Hey, I watched that Niger part too, till death. That shit was fire. <laughs> you heard about that rapper that committed suicide after he found out his girlfriend like cheated on him or whatever? Yeah, I did. How does that make you feel? Um, you know, I kind of, I, 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 I get it. I guess you know. I mean, yeah. I. I get the fact that you're that you're sad, you know. But um, you know, personally, I don't know if I'd kill myself. But I, I like I I've been in a situation where like, you know, you get kind of sad after like a breakup. And it was probably just one of those nights where he was like, Man, like I'm not gonna find nobody else. It it well, she cheated on him, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, that that's that's pretty bad. That's like the worst. But I don't know. I hope he, I mean, I don't hope anything. Uh, Um, Well, okay. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about it? And I have a question for you. I I definitely think it's like a sad situation. Like, I don't know how old they were. I think she was like 19 or he was 19. Golly. So, like, I understand, like, people don't necessarily understand like the hold they have on some people and like how much they mean to some people and like they might take that lightly and just and I get it because like a lot of people if they're like uh if they're young they don't really take relationships as seriously especially in this day and age so like for somebody who does take relationships seriously and like you're with this person every day and like they telling you all this stuff and then like you giving them all this stuff, like he was a rapper, he had some money. So he probably gave her a lot of stuff. Yeah. Thought they was gonna get married and stuff and thought she really loved him. Because like what I'm picturing is like they was probably together in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And then like she was with him when he was like down bad. And then, like, he finally came up and he like, I'm going to walk you whatever. You stay down with me. And then she cheated on him now that he up now. So, like, I felt like he just felt like, damn, I'm not going to find anybody because now I have all this money. Everybody 
is just going to be chasing my money and not me because the person I came with from, like, came from nothing with, she didn't even want me. Yeah. When I had this money. So, like, I don't know. Fame's a crazy thing. Fame's a dangerous thing. But I don't blame the girl necessarily as a some people. Uh, I think it's a sad situation. And I think that, you know what, like, people just got to realize the hold that they have on people and, like, how seriously some people take relationships. Like, he could have been crazy or or not, not crazier necessarily, but he could have been, like, this, <laughs> the type that killed you because you cheated on him. Like, that happens a lot, too. Killed, killed the person. Yeah, killed the person and killed himself. Yeah, so like you don't know what goes on the mind in the heads of people all the time. So, um, I mean, like she definitely deserves to feel bad and like some of the blame, I guess. But like at the end of the day, she's not the reason he died. Yeah, I think what I've been noticing now that we're like, like kind of like going into or like adult years is like how like how traumatic like those experiences i mean those relationships were in high school even though they seem like very like not that serious like so many like so many people are like still kind of like affected by that and like still hurt and they can't they can't necessarily trust anybody else and i'm like damn like that's fucked up that your trust is like butchered at such a young age. Like your trust is, is you're done with, you're basically lost faith in relationships at the age of 16. Yeah, and it's like- Especially for men. Yeah, and especially like parents, they don't understand. They think like, oh, you'll just get over it. Like, it's a high school thing, whatever. But like, that really hurts some people. Like they, like some middle school shit will literally change a motherfucker for the rest of their life. That ass and and people don't think like it is serious or whatever, but like these are like people's lives and like the way they the way they're thinking as they're growing up is gonna shape the type of person they are. So if they're hurting emotionally and at 14, 15, 16 years old, and like not really getting any support, because they're not going to the counselor. They homeboys, they be like, oh, it's good you you left that bitch. She was ugly anyway. Just start dogging on her. Oh, they laughing at the yeah. nigga. Like, bro, you really crying over this bitch? Like, you yeah, but, but you can either go that route or you can be like, because I was just acting like I wouldn't even be, I'll be like, man, yeah, I broke up with her, whatever. Yeah, you didn't care. They like, yeah, she was ugly anyways. Like, fuck that, whatever. You know, just be dogging on her. You low-key still miss her. Yeah, you loaded it. You see her every day fucking hoeing around and shit. Yeah. So like you just feeling terrible and then you don't go to the counselor. Your parents, they like you you better get over it. And you, your grades are slipping. Your teachers don't care. So it's like you grow up in this bad state of mind all those years, you become a different type of person. Yeah. And it consciously and consciously. Yeah. And it's cause I know like I don't know when my mom met my sister's dad. I want to say like 16 or 17. And she he's still in her life. Like he's like they still have to deal with each other. So like all that high school, like, oh, this will just blow by. Like it doesn't blow by for everybody. Especially if you have 
especially if that's like your first love, the first person you put your trust in. Like exactly. that, and then they just pull the chair out on you. You're like, fuck. And then, like, it's not like, especially growing up, like when we grew up, like niggas ain't like, yeah, you should go to a therapist and like learn how to rebuild that trust. Like niggas is like, go out and party, go out and fucking like drink or whatever, talk to hella other girls. And it's like, that's not really going, that's not going to build nothing. If anything, that's going to make it worse. Yeah. Cause then that's like giving you false comfort and like, yeah, it's, you feel better, but for not the right reasons. And then you're going to start acting a certain type of way and you're going to think that's fine because it's working for you. And like, you push that pain to the side and now you're just like, it's whatever now because you just learned how to, people don't deal with their pain. They just push it to the side and ignore it. Yeah. So if you ignore your pain long enough, you forget it's there. Mm. Bro, I've been doing, I've been like watching a lot of like, you know, David Goggins type shit about, Whatever. but it's like it's crazy like those small those small situations where you feel like a slight pain like let's just say you're running or you know like you're doing push-ups or whatever that's how you how you treat those situations is the same way you treat situations in life like the bigger ones so like if you're like running and you feel like you know a slight pain in your chest well not a pain but you're tired you know like your body is like it wants you to stop Nine times out of 10, if you're that type of person to stop, right, when you feel some pain, you're the same type of person that'll quit or the same type of person that'll hop on medicines right away or the same person that'll just ignore their problems until until they're just too far gone and depressed. And like you said, they forget about it. So I feel like whenever you had the chance to overcome that little bitch in you, feel me on some military shit, overcome that little bitch in you, it's good to take advantage of that. Because those small, those small times of practice will pay off when it comes to bigger situations. Yeah, because like, it's almost like the saying, you are what you eat, you are what you practice. Mm -hmm. If you act a certain way all the time, when it comes down to crunch time, when it really matters, it's not like you're going to just all of a sudden go against your natural instinct, what you always do, because you've been practicing flight this whole time you think you're gonna be able to fight when you really have to so like you like like you said i ain't gonna be the dead horse because you said it perfectly but um just like on the like suicidal point like never put your life in another person's hands and like never put your worth on another person's level because like as soon as you do that everything that person does becomes like, it affects you. Yeah. Like you never want to place your happiness and how you feel, like put that on another person. Cause not only is that unfair to them, it's unfair to you. Yeah. It's unfair to them because they shouldn't have that obligation. It's unfair to you because you can never truly be happy. Yeah. And I like, and you know, obviously I feel bad for the dude who killed himself, but I also feel bad for the girl as well. Cause like, Everybody makes mistakes, and honestly, a great percentage of people cheat. I don't know for sure, but the fact that she cheated and, like, the nigga killed himself, like, she's going to have to live with that forever as well. And exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if she had suicidal thoughts because now 
his blood is on her hands, basically. Like she, she can basically look at it like he, like she killed him. Damn, bro. No, that's bro. If especially if he left her a note, like he was like, "This is all your fault." Like, but still, like he had the choice to, and I get what you're talking about because of course she's gonna feel like it's her fault. Yeah. Which I mean, in a way, it's not her fault, but like, like, you know. Yeah, in a way, you can say it was, and that's why, like, y'all gotta like really watch who y'all get in relationships with. But on another point, um, he still had to make the choice for himself whether yeah. to end his life. So it's not her fault. But I know she's sitting in her car. If she not, if she don't feel bad, she a savage. If she like, I don't give a fuck about him killing herself. Then he's crazy. Then she's, you know, she's different. But I'm sure like, if she's human, she's probably like, damn, like that's my fault. You feel me? I know the nigga that, the nigga that she cheated with is probably like, yeah, that nigga is simp. Or he's really sad about it. Nah, he probably, he might be laughing. Like, yeah, I feel like laughing that shit. I'm like, bro, nah, there's niggas, there's heartless niggas out here. Yeah, but I feel bad. Like, if I talk to another dude's girl, I would feel, I feel bad. Yeah, now, but bro, in high school, would you? Fuck yeah, bro. I, remember I told you that one situation? Quick little story, story time. Huh? Story time? Yeah, quick little story time. It's not long. So this dude and this girl have been dating for like two years, right? <laughs> so me and the other girl have been talking like for way longer, but we kind of, we, we used to talk, you know, not nothing serious. And then one day I was like, I was sick as fuck. And I was like, hey, like, can you come over, bring me some medicine, you know, just and some, no, some Gatorade and some condoms. And she was like, yeah, mind you, she broke up with her boyfriend the day before. So it was like, she broke, so just for example, she broke up with him on Monday, this was Tuesday. So she came over, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, read a book together, y'all know. And uh, next thing, Wednesday, she posts her boyfriend. It was like, we back together forever, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Fucking, t- cause I had to see the nigga like damn near every day. And I felt so, I mean, we weren't friends, obviously, but I had to see him and I was like, damn, bro, I feel so bad. I mean, I would have did it again, but I felt bad. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah. I mean, see, like, yeah. it's crazy. Some people, like, get off on that. Hell yeah, bro. Like, that, like, a lot of rap, the, the shit rappers be talking about, like, I just fucked this bitch. I'll be like, damn, like you niggas are assholes. Or like it got so bad, I forgot who it was. Some rapper was like, I fucked the homie girl. I was like, you niggas are song? Yes, bro. Yeah. Like it was part of the chorus. I was like, y'all just letting this fly nowadays? That's tough. We couldn't be homies if you was like- oh god. I'm surprised that I, I, if I was in the studio with him and I was his friend, I'd be like, bro, don't drop this shit. I've been like, who home? Like, Dude, which wait, first of all, nigga, I'd have my gloves on ready to fight right when he walked out. Like, which who homies? But uh, um, did you watch the Mayweather fight? Of course not. But yeah, I I, I watched like the last round. Yeah, yeah that was. I think I think Floyd Mayweather's like the smartest man. 
Niggas made like both of them are very smart. A lot of people don't like Logan Paul because like of his antics and stuff, but he was able to not only score a fight with Floyd Mayweather, but last eight rounds in the in the ring with the quote were the arguably the best boxer of all time. Yeah. So like that's kudos to him. Like he wasn't supposed to, of course he wasn't close to beating Mayweather. Like I think he hit Mayweather a total of like eight times. 21 times out of like 600 something attempts. <laughs> <laughs> and like Mayweather like only like tried to hit him like 300 and he hit him like 87 times, something he like, like that. He like doubled his punching. I saw it. Yeah. So like, and he was very tired. He's not an experienced boxer, but he was able to do that. Tiring. Got a bunch of money in the process. So I, it's respect for me. Yeah, I, I I do. I don't have any problems with Logan Paul. Jake Paul, I don't like at all. Because he's just a little, he's a little dick. Like, he's just so disrespectful. Like, Logan Paul, to me, wasn't, like, intentionally just trying to disrespect people to get a yeah. fight. Like, he, like, Jake Paul is calling out Connor. He's calling out, he called out Tyron Woodley. Him and Tyron Woodley are about to fight. I was like, bro, you're just, you know, I don't like when people, like, to me, that's, like, selling your soul, kind of. Yeah. Because nobody's really like nobody's like I'm a Jake Paul fan. Like people are doing it just to like see you get your ass whooped, and I think he is gonna get his ass whooped against Woodley, for sure. I think a lot of people are Jake Paul fans. Huh? I think a lot of people like Jake Paul. Fucking virgins. But you gotta think like of all the types of people in the world. Yeah, yeah, I guess we are on the road less traveled, so we usually around less traveled type people. With the road most travel got a bunch of bots. I just I hope I hope I hope Woodley beats him. I think he can. You know, he he was like he's a former UFC champion, so you want him to win? Woodley, yeah. I, I mean I used to really, I don't really care who wins. If Jake Paul wins, I'll respect it. I'll, if Jake Paul wins, I'll respect that he talks this type of shit he I does. I still wouldn't because he hasn't fought a boxer yet. But I'm just saying, like, he's talking this shit and he's backing it up. He's I mean, not saying he's the greatest boxer in the world. He is. He said he's talking a... His shit. Uh, he's just backing it up. He said he's the future of boxing. Uh, it was like you haven't even fought a boxer yet. Like, you fought a basketball player and a wrestler. But I mean, like, still, like... I don't know. I don't really take him that serious. I, I, if I, but I feel like that's why he's been like dominating because niggas don't take him serious. So you think more people should take him serious? Fuck yeah, he's a fighter. So you should. I mean, niggas should take him serious like a fighter. I, I've always thought about. This. Well, I we might have talked about this in another pod, but I don't know. But. It's like this cool thing that you're always in the state of becoming. Like, if you think of it, you never are who you truly are. As in, the people we are right now, both physically, mentally, psychologically, whatever, we're not who we are actually in reality, and we're never going to be there. Even since from children, like we're no nothing like what we are when we are like we were when we were a baby. Yet 
we are still that person. And it's kind of like a funny concept and kind of a strange concept when you think about it, because you kind of evolve from all these types of people, both mentally, physically, biologically, whatever. And you keep all of that, but you never get to your final form. So I want to ask you, when do you think like, well, what first, what are your thoughts on that? And secondly, when do you think people reach their final form? Is it after death? Is it at death? Do people like reach a, like what is it, their prime and then decline? Like, what, what do you think about that? Um, I don't think there ever is a final form just because I feel like we live in a circle so you're always going to keep going in a circle. So there's never a final form. There's never like a time where you're just going to stay stagnant. I mean, unless, unless death is like what I don't perceive it as and you like, you know, that's it. Like you just lose consciousness and you don't, there's nothing left. There's nothing after, but I feel like, yeah, we're constantly like sales are, are constantly being produced. We're always different people. We are, well, well, we're always trying to be, we're always becoming different people. Like, for example, even if you feel like you're at a stagnant place in your life and you just like, you just give up. You're like, man, fuck it. Like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just eat bad. I'm gonna just get fat. Like you're still becoming a fatter person. You're not, even if you don't have a job, you're becoming a broker person. You're not just not doing anything and not going nowhere with your life. There, you can always go up or down in life. Facts. And like, you said like life's like a circle. I agree with that to an extent, but fuck you. That's like almost. I mean, I actually do agree with that, but like, it's just kind of depressing to me because it's like, in a way, you just want to be doing the same thing for eternity. Yeah, and you can't break out of this cycle. And what breaking out of that cycle would look like? You know, like you got the Buddhist philosophy of they they think, or is, is this the Buddhist philosophy? Like they have the reincarnations until you get to like the Buddha and you're one with the universe and all that. Yeah, so what do you think about like the whole concept of life is suffering? And when do you think like, is there any breaking out of that cycle? I think, I think life is definitely suffering. Like I was driving down the street yesterday. And I was like, now I say this, I say this not saying like I want to die, but I was just like, if you die, like you're just going to end your suffering on earth because like you think about it, all you do, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but all you do is work to get better. Like you're, you're constantly putting your body under stress putting your mind under stress in hopes to become better. Hopefully, you know, you're doing it for that reason. But I, I always feel like in life, like it, the reason why I think it's a circle is because you're always stressing. Even when, if, even if you become an animal, like you still have to stress about food. It's probably more stressful as an animal, like a deer. Like that's fucking terrible. I'd hate to be a deer. But I don't know if you can break out of it unless, like you said, unless the Buddha philosophy is right and then you reach like Nirvana or you reach like the, you become a Buddha and then you can like- so Like a pharaoh? 
Yeah. And you can find like eternal happiness. But in order to do that, especially in our society today, it would be very, very hard because we're born and we're, we're raised with desires. And like, that's the whole thing when you become a Buddha is like to lose all desire for anything. So you don't really want anything or you don't lust for anything, which we're taught growing up like the total opposite. We're like, if you really want to do something, you got to put the work in, you got to stress, you got to stress it in order to get there. And you got to let that desire run you in order to, you know, prosper. Yeah. Like, Oh, but that's like a good point you made because I was just thinking, You said it's probably more terrifying for animals. And I would argue that it's less because Wait, I feel like it's probably it's more terrifying for animals and they think life is suffering. Because to an extent, like you said, you work every day, you put your body under stress, your mind under stress to hopefully try and get better. When at the end of the day, we all just end up dying anyways and having to start over essentially if reincarnation is a thing. Mm-hmm. Or if nothing happens after death, we all just end up dying and nothing happens. So nothing we do truly even matters. But I would argue that animals, they don't live in a state of terror because they naturally understand that life is suffering. And like, I've really been thinking about this a lot about intelligence and happiness or correlation between. Because I feel like deer, they feel so much terror, like like the Buddha. When they like get burned, they feel so much pain in that instant. And then after that, they don't feel it because since they understand life is suffering, they don't want to suffer any more than they have to. They only want to suffer for that, that time that they're going through that pain or whatever. So when I think of deer, at least like, looking at them on campus, I feel like they're in terror, so much terror for that first second when they hear the skateboard, or they hear the car or whatever. But after that, they go back to straight bliss because they just go back to eating their their grass or whatever they eat. And like, you know, they're not really thinking about necessarily, like as humans, since we're smart and intelligent beings, we can multitask, right? So we can be anxious and still be doing something else. But I don't think the deer is necessarily anxious eating. I feel like he's just eating and truly living in the moment. I think I think deer are like, I feel like they're always on alert. Like, because you know, like, I feel like they, they're in a state of terror no matter what. Because you know, like if you hunt a deer or whatever, they can, you can't even go like against the wind because they'll smell you. So they're like, they, I feel like they're always on their, their P's and Q's about it. That's just instinctual though, at that, at that point. You think so? I don't know. I, think I hope they, it is. Like, I, I mean, I hope that they're not just living like fucking, but they're so scary. Yeah, but I mean, like here on campus, they do. I feel like it's like that whole nature versus nurture debate. Like, Cause these one these deer on campus they do not be scared they don't be in a constant state oh, of fear yeah. because they know because they're they're not like used to getting they're like safe yeah. yeah 
Yeah, I feel that. So I think if like you're in a constant state where you feel unsafe, then definitely like you're always going to be on alert. But I still feel like when they're no humans by, they're not like, oh shit, is there like a predator out there? Mm -hmm. I feel like they still take the time when they can to truly live in the moment. Even when like they're full of all that terror, they're living in the moment. Yeah. Like people nowadays barely live in the moment. They're always thinking about the past or the future, or like kind of just on autopilot going out through the day. Mm -hmm. Like I find myself doing that. And then like, I'll come back to the present and like get a lot of work done because like, I don't know, but I don't know. Anyway, don't you think, don't you think you gotta like, you got to find that balance of living in the present and then also like preparing for the future. Because like, I know if I were to be focused on living in the present 24 seven, I would, I would probably just, I wouldn't be as like healthy as I am now. I would only care about like instant. Satisfaction in the present. Yeah. Like instant, what is it? Instant gratitude or instant. Yeah. Satisfaction. Yeah. And I feel like, like, like we both said in the last pod, it's like important to live now, but also prepare for the future. And I think the only way you can do that is to find like your passion and find what you can work to do, but also have fun doing. So like going to the gym is fun for me. I'm sure it's fun for you. So not only are we preparing our bodies for the future and our minds, but we're also having fun doing it. But if you think something stupid is fun, like partying and getting drunk all the time, then that's not necessarily helping your future. That's not preparing you for the future, but that is, you know, instantly helping you feel better, which is okay yeah. to live like that sometimes. You know, I'm not saying just, you know, live like a fucking, a, just a, a strict guy, but yeah. find that balance and find what you love to do more importantly. Yeah, I, did, I think that's definitely important. Because, like, people need to find a balance between even training their mind and training their body. Because, like, and I was thinking, I was like, well, you can do one or the other. But, like, I was thinking, like, we live in a world where, like, how much percent of the world is actually fit? How much percent of the world is fit physically? And how much percent of the world is fit mentally? Then how much percent is fit both? Yeah, that both is probably like five. If that. Yeah, so it's like, imagine if we lived on a planet where everybody was up to par mentally, physically, the things we'd be doing, the, the, the things we'd be figuring out, the vibration, just the planet would be on itself. So I think it's definitely important to have that balance between all of it. Yeah. To leisure and what you need to do, uh, between training your mind and training your body. But uh, I just want to say this one thing on the life is like suffering and like intelligence. I don't know if it breeds happiness or not. We talked about this in a, another part, I think. But I don't think so. I'm just. Yeah, I feel like the more intelligent you are, 
is like the more aware you are and you just learn that like everything's so depressing like when you really realize you live in a world where people are bombing each other because they think they deserve to live on a strip of land and your country is like selling out its own citizens and you basically realize you're powerless basically against it all you can't really do anything at least anything fast or anything easy to you fix it. You see the benefit of. And, and yeah, and you just realize that you're you're gonna die anyways, and like you you just like start logically piecing it together almost that like man, all this shit is dumb. Because I was thinking like an intelligent person would look at somebody skating and be like, they're dumb as fuck. Like they have this much percent of a chance of landing the trick and they're just throwing their bodies and hurting themselves doing that. Mm -hmm. But like, if you look at somebody skating, they might not be what people would call intelligent, but they'll be happy. And it's like, people say like, happiness is the key to life or whatever that. And it almost is because it's almost like that is what true intelligence is. If and like you said, it's important to have the balance, but somebody can skate and not be book smart or whatever, but be truly happy and like know all these things and be able to say all these things that move people. But somebody can know all the things about computers, be the literal Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos or whatever, mm -hmm. and be miserable as fuck. It's like the richest people are the most miserable yeah. Uh, while, you, while you're saying that, I was thinking of like, you know, if you see like a dog, they're so happy all the time because they're fucking retarded. No, I'm just playing. But there's just not like as intelligent as humans. They're not aware of what's going on around them as much as humans. And I think that I think the reason why humans are some of the most, especially like older, like older people, like it's hard to find a really, really happy like geezer or like really, really happy old woman because a lot of them have seen so much and they're, they're so like, they're so hip to what's going on in the world that they know that their life, not only do they know their life can be taken, but they know that they know lives of other people can be taken at any second. Like as a kid, you feel invincible. And then like you get older and it's like, eh, I don't want to take those same risks. Like I mean, I went cliff jumping and I was like, if I was like, if I was like 13, I would have fucking loved it. But I was like, bro, like I'm literally jumping off a cliff into water. Like this is, this is not fun. This is not cool. Like I, there's, there's so, there's more risk than reward to this situation. Yeah. I went cliff jumping too a couple of days ago at this quarry. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't even go. I didn't even get in the water, honestly. But uh, it's terrifying. Like, huh? No, nah, it was just the water was kind of dirty. But I was like, I need to start having this mindset of like, whatever doesn't kill you make you stronger. You're an animal. You from the earth. So I can like, if shit does hit the fan, like I'll be able to be in those environments without fucking dying because yeah. I'm not properly training. Yeah, no, I feel that. I I feel that. Like if I had yeah. to, I would be able to jump off. Like I did it once. Yeah. But when I was in the air, I was like, why the fuck did I do this? Like I'm never doing this again. And I was no, nah, look, th this is my thing though. We saw these like, they were freshmen in high school, super young. And they went up, it was like a 65 foot cliff. Mm -hmm. And 
the part you had to jump in was like, it wasn't that big of an area you had because there was like a big ass tree sticking up. Another one was like rocky. And you had to jump in like this little spot, right? And one, they were climbing up like rocks barefoot, like big ass rocks to get to like the top of the cliff instead of walking up the path. And the people I was with, they were like, what are they doing? Like, they're acting crazy, whatever, whatever. I was like, well, I think like they must do this a lot because one, I'm not just going to do that shit. Like, and with it's no my shoes on? Huh? With no shoes on? Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, they have to do this a lot. So like, I'm not going to put anything on them because we in their territory, basically. And then we saw these kids jumping or whatever. And they was like, oh my God, they're, they're going to kill themselves. I don't even want to watch. I was like, well, I don't think like anything is bad going to happen necessarily because I feel like their experience, they're not going to be necessarily doing anything that they don't feel comfortable doing. It's the same thing with like, like just, and I get that some kids, they be trying to front in front of people, but like, I, I've just had faith that they was like, knew what they was doing and they all safely jumped, made me want to go jump. And I was just like, like you said, if you kids, they feel invincible. So if you train a kid mentally right and get them physically up with their mental when they're young and just keep those habits going, like imagine the type of person you have and then just breed them. But do you think they would have to be like shielded from a lot of from a lot of the things that just in life? Because they're going to lose society. They're going to lose, like, not even society necessarily, but, like, they're going to lose friends. They're going to lose, like, family members. They're going to lose lose pets. And then eventually, you know, not everybody, but, like, a lot of people, that's going to take a toll on them. And they're going to be like, wow, like, that invincibility that they felt is slowly going to fade away once they see someone die at the same age as them or even younger. Yeah, I mean... That's definitely true. That's definitely a point. But I think it's like this question. Because mm-hmm. I always think like, well, do I want to expose my kids to society and like the realities to it or when do I want to? And I kind of think of like, if you don't do it the right way, like one, you have to do it because you have to prepare them for when you're not there. Mm-hmm. But if you just, you don't want to like, be like, oh, well, society's this way. So I'm gonna just throw this child in there and he's just gonna become however way because society's that way. So I feel like, I don't know, you gotta give them the tools to be able to navigate it, but don't just like necessarily give up on the person. Yeah, I and like say, well, don't don't be hopeless. Don't give yourself no power. A lot of people take their power away, and it's like they're kind of slowing themselves down so they can run with the whole crowd. And it's like, nah, you should run at full speed, get as far as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that definitely. It's kind of like a crazy thing how. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming. Well, that's just, I don't know. Some people, when they use like a lot of drugs and stuff, they don't dream or dream as well. 
because they're messing up their chemical balance. But for the most part, we spend a third of our lives dreaming and sleeping. And like a lot of people just like, and science, psychology, they don't really necessarily knows what's going on in your brain when you're sleeping, like what's activating with your pineal gland, what's your body, your mind is going through. And I just think it's like a crazy thing. And my grandma was telling me the story of after my grandpa died, she was like feeling real sad or whatever. And like she had a dream and like he was in the dream and she's religious. So her maybe she said Jesus was there too and all this other stuff. And like, it just made her feel better and like made her okay with like him leaving or whatever. And it was like his spirit. And I don't know, it just made me think about what dreams are. Are they like fields of where the mind can communicate with things not on earth and not on this three-dimensional field? Are they portals to other dimensions, other realities, universes? Like, what do you think dreams are? Um, I think dreams are like a gateway to your subconscious mind. So like, whatever you have on your mind is like, you can tell you can tell it in your dream. Like I know, like if I sometimes I watch something, like something interesting or something I want to learn from before I go to sleep, and then I'll have a dream about that. And it's like I think I have that dream because it's it's not only because I watched it because it but because it's something I'm interested in, and it's something that I've pondered a lot on. You know, like they like you can't necessarily like. Actually, no, no, I'll wait for that. But uh, yeah, I think dreams are just like a gateway to your subconscious. I think they show you what you're really thinking about on a daily. Have you ever tried to lucid dream? Yeah. Was it successful? I, can, I did it before when I was like in a light, light sleep. So like I kind of, like I had like kind of like almost woke up and then I went back to sleep and then I kind of like, did it that way, but I wasn't like in a deep sleep. So it wasn't necessarily the same. What about you? Do you think the subconscious is more powerful than the uh, conscious? Yeah, it's like, I think that's that's where like your instincts are held. You're just, your natural intuition is held. Like, yeah, like you can, you could, yeah, like you could train to do something or you like, you can practice to do something, but when it really comes down to it, your natural instinct is gonna kick in. And like all that other shit, unless it's, unless it's tied to like your muscles and like they understand what you, like it's become an instinct, like you're gonna result, you're gonna resort back to what you've been doing your whole life. Yeah, and it's like your subconscious, that has an effect on your conscious thinking. Mm -hmm. It's like, however you feel subconsciously is gonna tell you what to do and it's, situation where you gotta use your conscious mind yeah so if you subconsciously like let's say like you're not training your body so you subconsciously think you're weak you're consciously going to make the decision to flight more than fight in most situations and yeah. if you're even in a different situation if even let's say you're training you're being healthy all that but subconsciously you're 
taking steroids and like, or yeah, you're taking steroids physically and subconsciously, like you have all these negative thoughts. When you get in a situation, you might always choose to fight when you don't need to. Yeah. And get yourself so so it's like like the whole nurture nature versus nurture thing. Subconscious versus conscious. They both of our utmost importance. But I feel like subconscious is kind of even though it's nurture because you can change it, I feel like it's more closely related to nature. Yeah. Because Nature has the effect on nurture. Who you naturally are, just as a being, affects what you do, even like based on the environment you're in. Yeah. And I think your subconscious affects how you think and how you think expects that. It affects the actions you do consciously. So your subconscious has an effect on your consciousness. I think I think whenever you have time to think about something before you do it, it's usually your conscience or conscious. It's usually like you're weighing those thoughts out in your head. But whenever you just have a reaction or whenever you just need to like a, do something quick, it's your subconscious. And it's 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 like a lot of things get like seeped into your subconscious that you don't even know about. Like aka music, movies, scary movies, horror movies thriller movies, all the scary shit and like the fucking bloody gory shit that people see, like that's all getting funneled into your subconscious, whether you, whether you know it or not. So like when you have like nightmares or when you're just constantly scared of some bullshit happening, that's because your subconscious mind is holding in all this, all this bullshit, anxiety feeling, I mean, anxiety fueling shit. And then it's just constantly making you, you're scared. It's making you, it's pushing out thoughts that are making you scared. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, whatever you feed your mind is what you're gonna constantly think about and how you're gonna constantly feel. Like if you always telling yourself you're not good enough, you always gonna think you're not good enough. It's just logic. Yeah. So we know like, over the pandemic, especially last year, conspiracies were at an all-time high. And there's a balance between like not trusting the main, you know, stream theory or what most people think and just believing out some all-out crazy stuff. And I can like be honest, I was at, at a point I was just, I was so untrusting of what most people thought i just almost believed what least people thought because i thought it had to be the most like logical thing for a extended time but i was just going to say conspiratorial thinking it can be really dangerous but it can actually and but at the same time it's like everything you need to have a balance with everything literally everything in life is also like while conspiratorial thinking can be dangerous, it's also dangerous to never have your guard up. And that's all conspiratorial thinking is, it's always having your guard up. Yeah. So like with conspiracies, they give you a little truth and put a lot of bullshit in there to make you look crazy. So you're out there believing the 
80% of BS because you know 20% of it is true. You just can't differentiate what the truth and untruth is. Mm -hmm. So if you just go around always with your guard up, then you always gonna suspect that something's a lie yeah. rather than But if you don't ever have your guard up, then whatever people tell you, you're just gonna blindly accept as the truth, whether it be a lie or the truth. Yeah. One of the one of the things that I like, I've been thinking about a lot recently because you know what just came out with Fauci emails or Fauci's emails. It's like a lot of people called us like conspiracy theorists or like anti-maskers. And that was like a big thing in fucking in 2020. Like if you didn't like wear a mask, like people would look at you terribly. And then it's like that right there in a lot of people's eyes were conspiracy. How do you say it? Conspiracy? Conspiracy? What? How do you say conspiratorial? Conspiracy? Conspiracy? Conspiratorial? Oh, conspiratorial thinking to a lot of people. But to me, that just, I mean, I, that's just, there's common sense to me. Like, I don't think a mask can protect. I don't think you can get a, a healthy person sick. You know, well, I mean, I'm not going to get into that, but I think a lot of conspiracy, consp conspiracy thinking, yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of conspiratorial thinking is based, I mean, I agree with everything you said, but I think a lot of it is based on what the normal thinking is, and based on that, people put, put whatever theories into the conspiracy type of section when really it's not even like, it shouldn't be a conspiracy. Like, this is just the truth. Like, this is just, this is what makes sense to to just the common mind. But yeah, the, term, the term conspiracy theory is like kind of in conspiracy and like conspiracy theorist or whatever. Yeah. They're like- Theoretical. It's like kind of wrong as far as like how it's viewed. Because it's kind of viewed as somebody who's crazy and just doesn't believe in it. But the definition of conspiracy is like a group of people who actually inspire to, basically it's just a group of people who make a plan to do some shit and then yeah. try to cover it up. That's what a conspiracy is. So that thing, those things actually happened. JFK, 9-11 probably, COVID definitely. So it's like they, and what the conspiracy people, they're smart because they're the ones that are sprinkling, they'll tell you a little bit of the truth they're doing, but also sprinkle in a lot of BS. So a lot of people just think anybody that's talking about it is crazy, whether you have correct or incorrect information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Cause I know like when you like in jail and stuff, like when you go to jail for conspiracy, that's for like, you're just like, say like, if you're about to commit a crime, that just means I know about it and I didn't tell nobody. Like that's really like inspiring. I think thinking outside of the box, kind of like going back to what you said earlier, thinking outside of the box to get so many negative labels put on it that it just scares people. And like, people don't want to be conspiracy theorists. Like, cause that's, it has a bad rep to it. Like you're, you're crazy for not thinking the way that the vast population, yeah, majority of population, even if it's, 
bullshit. Like the whole COVID shit. Like even if it's bullshit, just because you're not going with or going by what some untrustworthy nigga said, you're a conspiracy theorist or you're a fucking you're your aids to society. Exactly. Like people don't understand how they're so contradicting between what they say they believe and how they actually actually act what they vote for and how they actually treat people and it's like do you want what you actually think you want do you want to live in a free country or do you want to be controlled and like i was thinking about this i would respect america more if they just came right out and was like yeah we're going to control you but they hide under this guise of freedom this and that and i feel like if you're upfront about what you're going to do then you have every right. Like, I don't necessarily, like, disagree with the nations that have dictators and, like, all these, uh, and, like, these forms of government that people, that at least Americans would say is, like, not desirable. And I get that, like, I don't even, I don't, I'm speaking only as from an American point of view, but there's always going to be happy people and unhappy people with it. And like, you can't always think that the way you think is the correct way to live because nobody has the right to say that. There's always a different way for somebody to live. And that might be based on the color of your skin, where you was born, how you were born, how you grew up. You're always going to have different definitions of like, and like, if you just think about hood fabulous versus like regular fabulous like a lot of people especially that grew up in the hood or what people would conceive of but the ghetto is like if they even made a lot of money it would kill them to turn into like what a lot of people perceive as rich or fancy or whatever mm -hmm. so they came up with the term hood fabulous you understand what i'm trying to go yeah with? like ghetto fabulous yeah yeah. Maybe that's yeah, I get it. I yeah, I get it. Like instead of like I always think of like the Jordan shit. Like Jordans are like cool as fuck and expensive in the hood, but they're like chump change to like people that are really like fucking really up there. But yeah, I feel you. It's all based on what values are placed on you when you're a kid and like what or what values you give yourself. And like how you how you look at things, because what I think is cool, I'm sure Tommy doesn't think it's cool, or you know, vice versa. Thanks. Um, you know, you got any raps for us? Any story times or anything before? You know, for the fiftieth pod, you got anything? I don't have any raps. Uh. I'm trying to think of a good story time. What's a, what's a good story time? Just give me a topic. Um, I don't know. Some IB stuff, some basketball stuff. So. Oh, I'll do some IB sh fucking shit. All right, so. Some Valley shit. Yeah, this is this is just to show you how bad, how bad CCSD is. So, and how like terrible some of the teachers were. So 
we had this like big ass assignment, like big ass project that we've been working on for like two years. And the last like few months of school, we had to create like a poster. I don't know if it was the last, it may have been the beginning, but we had to create like a poster board, right? For our project. And so we had to make like a little outline or like a little trifold piece of paper, like the construction paper and you fold it three times. And so I make mine, right? I colored it and everything, like colored it. Now, if you like, if you knew me in high school, I, like that's a lot for me. So I put in hella effort, right? Like wrote it up. I mean, wrote on there and stuff. Went to show it to the teacher. The teacher was like, in front of everybody, the teacher was like, were you high when you made this? I was like, Nick, like, no, I wasn't. Like, this is like, I even explained to him like what I meant by it. And he was like, did you go in there in the bathroom and like hit the wax pens with those boys? And I was like, nah, I didn't. Like, I was dead serious. I thought, I still to this day think that that poster board made sense. And I still think to this day that I was just thinking too far ahead. Like I was just, I was, I was on some Kanye shit. And, you know, another time I got called an idiot. Now, let me give you this scenario. You feel me, Tommy? Yeah. So if, if you got a plumber, right? Or you got two plumbers, right? And one has a doctorate and one has a bachelor's degree. But they're doing the same amount of work. They both, they, they produce the same quality of work. Do you think, do you think one of them should get paid more? No. Hey, thank you, right? So I'm sitting up here arguing with these fucking idiots about, cause they're saying they should get paid or like, I guess teachers or somebody should get paid more because they have a doctorate, even though they're teaching the same shit and teaching the same goddamn kids. So I'm the only one, I got my back against the wall. You know what I'm saying? I say it to the teacher, cause the teacher's involved too. So I say it to her, cause she was like, I say it to her face. She was like, well, you're an idiot because if I have a doctorate, I need to get paid more. I was like, why the fuck do you need to get paid more if you're doing the same goddamn job? It doesn't make sense. But that was just two examples of just these teachers being fucking punk bitches. And yeah, and it's like yeah, you think you're crazy, or you let me say this. This is like the reason why I know I was joking about it, but this really did happen. And the reason why this is so serious is because if I wasn't a confident person, or if I was a person on edge, or didn't think I was smart, that could have did a lot to my subconscious. That could have made me so insecure about my intelligence. I had a teacher call me a fucking catfish and say I was ugly as fuck. That could have did a lot to me, but since I'm just a confident person, it didn't. But it would have broke a lot of people, and I think, and I think these teachers should be held accountable for that, because that bitch, the other, the dude one was pretty cool. Like I, I mean, you know, he was a dick, but he wasn't too bad. But that bitch calling me an idiot, like that's a fucking problem. And I think, I think she should get, you know, dealt with. Yeah. You feel me? Because that was fucked up. I've, I've, I've never been called an idiot in my life besides by her. And maybe my mom, but that's different. Yeah, like, and that's what I was going to say, like, especially in society, a lot of people just like to go with the flow, with the wave. So if they teach her, call you an idiot, they'll laugh and be like, yeah, you're an idiot without you even thinking laugh, too. Because <laughs> you already know, they already thought we was dumb as fuck. So yeah. it wasn't even like, it wasn't even that far fetched for them to for them to think I was an idiot. I was like, all right, bitch. Yeah, and like you said, like, bro, you trying to come 
on this podcast I got to do with so I'm doing I'm hosting the podcast series for the summer program I'm working on or whatever project and I think you should come on because like our main thing is about the school to prison pipeline right now fuck yeah I'll do it you you honest, I mean you didn't go to prison obviously but ah I've been to school though yeah <laughs> and you can tell like your experiences of with teachers with admin with the police because they like a lot of people they'll be like oh it's crazy you have police in, in the school i was like i wasn't scared of the police in the school yeah, i was like we needed them motherfuckers that's what i said and they like and like a lot of people that didn't have police in their school they're the ones who are advocating for police to be taken out of the school and they don't understand the type of areas that people live in oh god unless you just got like buff ass hall monitors but like our hall monitors were old like, I didn't expect the old ass hall monitor, the black lady, to fucking break up two raging teenager, two teenage men. Like, doesn't make that, that's unrealistic. Like, get the cop. You feel me? If he got a pepper spray the situation, then he has to pepper spray the situation because niggas shouldn't be crowding around that shit, anyways. But that's just what people do. And like, cops, cops are psychologically trained to where that won't affect them. If you a hall monitor, you're not going to have the psychological training to fucking bulldoze right. somebody down that's fucking fighting in the middle of somewhere. Right, in the prime of their, like, athleticism. Like, fucking, you got to break up two football players? Like, why the fuck would you expect a hall monitor to be able to do all that? But I don't know. We went to a different school, though. Like, we grew up in a different area. So, like... But I'm that's the thing. The people who are advocating for stuff like this, they didn't grow up there. Yeah. Yet, they're trying to put their two cents in about people, how those areas should operate. Hell yeah. But you, like, I'm telling you, like, people don't really know how it was in high school. You feel me? At all. You just had to fight for that. Nah, but seriously, seriously though, if you, like, seeing a fight at, like, 8 a.m. in the morning was fucking terrifying. Like, you're, like, walking to class, and it's just a whole crowd, and you have to move by people, not get fucking sucked into the, to the circle. Like, that's not... That's not something I want to start my day off with. And it's like, we were so unaware yeah. back in high school that we weren't even t terrified. We thought we were damn near seeking out shit like this. Yeah. And then now that I talk to people that went to different schools, like in different areas, I'm like, what the fuck? Y'all school was like lenient, nice. Like y'all ain't had to really go through shit. Like, and we, I, I didn't even go to the worst school in fucking Vegas. So I can only imagine the places like Canyon and probably like Mojave and shit, like the schools you went to. Yeah, bro. Like, I didn't even know, like, that schools were bad until, like, <laughs> like I didn't know. My, my perception of bad was skewed, definitely. And it's, like, basically where everybody thinks that that I don't know. Everybody always goes around and pity for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they think that whatever they're going through is like the, a bad situation rather than a good. People naturally like to look at the glass half empty rather than half full. So they'll be like, man, this sucks. Man, I go to this crappy school or whatever. And like they won't realize that it could be way worse.
Yeah. But, um, Always, you feel me? Be positive. What's yeah. Do you got any final words, any any final thoughts for the people before we get off, you know? Yeah, I do. For anybody working to, to you know, to live outside of the box, just know that the, that the pain you're enduring right now or when you work out or when you feel tired whenever you're painting something or making a song, just know that that pain is nothing compared to, to working a nine to five. Just know that that pain you're experiencing right now is nothing compared to you thinking what if down the line. Yeah, or you thinking, or you thinking like, damn, I got work tomorrow and tomorrow and the day after that and then the day after that. So and then the next day. Yeah. And then, the next day. and then you get one day off, but you got to get your oil changed and shit. So then the next day you go back to work. Nah, you get one day off and you catching up on sleep. <laughs> Hell yeah. So always think of that whenever you're going through that that five minutes of pain, 10 minutes, 20 minutes of pain. But uh, you got any final words, final thoughts? Um, thank you all if you made it this far, you know. Thank you all even if you only listened to the first 10 seconds. We appreciate all the support, all the love. We coming back strong this summer. Yeah, make sure you like and subscribe and comment down below. Yeah, and um, you know, 50 podcasts down, 5 million to go. Yeah, thank, thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. You feel me? To, to get, I mean, y'all ain't get us to 50. Y'all ain't really do shit, but listen. But you feel me? Thanks so we're not just sitting here talking to ourselves. I mean, we are, but Thanks for thanks for making it seem like somebody's listening. What? Cause like without them, like we would just feel like nobody's listening, but people are. Uh, I just want to say thank you for being so supportive, and you know, letting us know that it's helping you because it's helping us, and it's just always good to vent because that's almost what I do. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't get to have these conversations on a daily. Yeah, you don't get to like think like a normal common sense purple person yeah. majority of the time. Yeah, but with that being said, fuck all y'all and uh we'll be back soon. Hiya. Is that are you done? Yeah. All right. <laughs>